Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. If you don't know football, you shouldn't be with a microphone in your hand. It is July 3rd, 1990. The World Cup semi-final. Host Italy are facing defending World Cup champions Argentina at Naples' Estadio San Paolo. Diego Maradona steps up to take his penalty in the penalty shootout. The score is tied 3-3. And if Maradona scores, Italy have to score from their last kick to stay alive. The Naples crowd, torn between supporting Maradona as a player and Italy as a team, are uneasily quiet. The Argentinian legend had missed his spot kick in the quarter-final against Yugoslavia when Argentina were just one kick away from elimination. The nation of Italy collectively hold its breath. And so does my household. My uncle, who had backed Italy from day one of the competition, my parents, Argentina supporters both, and me, whose footballing knowledge as a nine-year-old is limited to recognizing Diego Maradona on screen. It would be a decisive moment of sporting bonds in my life as I'd end up falling in love with both these teams. Hello and welcome to Soccer Sense Replay, where the Soccer Sense panelists take you through and relive the most iconic World Cup games with which history, both footballing and personnel, are intertwined. This is Tariq and I invite you to join me as we step back in time. Episode 1 A Neapolitan Night Italy had pulled out all stops to host a spectacular extravaganza for the 1990 World Cup. Their World Cup. Close to 3.5 trillion lira were spent in building new stadia and facilities and the world champions from 1982 were primed to peak at the right moment. Their new manager Azeglio Vicini had a new look team and their breakout stars would turn out to be two young players up front, one destined to become an Italian legend, another whose flame would burn only briefly but beautifully bright on the biggest stage. Fiorentina's Roberto Baggio, slotted up front, would have his crowning glory four years later but showed more than a glimpse of his ability on home turf. And of course, there was Salvatore Toto Scalacci. Scalacci had been plucked out of Serie B by Juventus and had scored 23 goals for the club that season. He would score in every game he started for Italy in the tournament as they won five straight games on their way to the semi-final at Naples. Better still was their defensive record. Not a single goal conceded. Goalkeeper Walter Zenga had not seen a ball go past him since October of 1989 almost 900 minutes and counting. Argentina could not have chosen a path more contrasting to get to the semi-final. A defeat in their opening game against Cameroon meant that they just about got into the knockout stage as a third-place team in a group of four. 
winning only one game against the Soviet Union. A moment of Maradona brilliance had seen them through, squeezing past a wasteful Brazil in the round of 16, and heroics from their third-choice goalkeeper, Goiko Chea, saved them embarrassment in the quarterfinals against 10-man Yugoslavia. An Italy-Argentina semi-final would be intriguing anywhere, but Naples being the venue put the tense clash on a powder keg. Diego Maradona had near-divine status with the Neapolitans, having led Napoli to two successive Scudettos. As Brian Glanville wrote in the History of the World Cup, Maradona made an ill-judged appeal to his Napoli fans. Support us, not Italy, he said. In his autobiography, Maradona himself admits that he had set the cat amongst the pigeons. He writes, When I spoke to the press, I was happy and I said the thing that they would never forgive me for. In Jimmy Burns's Maradona biography, The Hand of God, Jimmy writes, Journalists covering the match detected an unnatural restraint among the Tifosi, with the public support for Italy nowhere near as vociferous as in Rome or in Milan. In the surreal atmosphere, the game kicked off with Vicini controversially deciding to bench Roberto Baggio and start Gianluca Vialli up front instead. Italy nonetheless looked composed and at 17 minutes past, Giannini ran past a defender, chipped into the box, followed his own ball up with a header, from which Gianluca Vialli followed right into Gorgocea, who parried the ball away, but lurking there was Toto Schilacci. Which we've become used. This is Giannini, still Giannini. Good save, and then in again, it's that man again. Schilacci has done it once more. Argentina, who had mostly been physical thus far, and mainly dependent on creative flashes from an injured Diego Maradona, seemed to find their feet towards the end of the first half, despite conceding the goal. And once the second half started, it seemed to be a completely fresh side. Italy somehow sat uneasy, as Burchaga, the man who scored the winning goal in the World Cup final at Mexico City in 1986, broke free on the left flank early in the second half from a Maradona pass, and only a good near post save from Walter Zenga denied him. A few minutes later, Burichaga set Kanesia free with a header inside the penalty area, where the blonde striker turned Berezi, let a shot fly, but only a desperate lunge from De Napoli on the left side and Berezi on the right just about kept his shot out. Kanesia would not be denied for long. Maradona play to the wide man, three in the middle. And Kanija on the near post has scored! 1-1! One, one. And the holders still have one hand at least. On the Maradona received a pass right on the edge of the penalty area 
and passed it wide left, where Olochochoya lifted in a floating ball over three Italian defenders. Canizia was there to meet it, with Maradona right behind, and Walter Zenga, after 517 goalless minutes at the tournament, made a fateful error. He came off his line to try and claim the ball. He missed. Canizia just about got a touch of his blonde hair on the ball and Walter Zenga could only see it sail past him into the goal. 1-1 Naples had so far been uneasy. Now it was stunned. Vicini reached for his trump card. On came Roberto Paggio with quarter of an hour to go. And his midfield spark breathed new life into Italy as the match looked destined for extra time. It duly came, but not before Canizia had shot wide in the first minute of stoppage time, just towards the fag end of the game. In the first half of extra time, Italy were awarded a free kick on the edge of the area. has placed the ball. Scilacci is just inside him, Boresi behind. It seemed headed into the top left corner before a fingertip save from an acrobatically flying Gorgachia denied it. Argentina, who had been cruising and brutal, progressively kept getting worse with their tackles as they got tired. Towards the end of the first half of extra time, Ricardo Giusti was given a red card for an off-the-ball incident. The resulting protests meant that the referee ended up adding almost 9 minutes of stoppage time to a 15-minute half. The evening was slowly descending into chaos. And the drama had barely even begun. After the red card, Argentina retreated into a shell and in the second half of extra time, let Italy come at them. Paggio and the rest of Italy desperately looked for a way through. But the tired backline of Ruggeri, Juan Simon, and Serizuela got the last minute tackles in somehow. With two minutes to go, Aldo Serena was brought down on the left flank by Batista, who had escaped a yellow card just a little while earlier for a similar file on Roberto Donadoni. This time, the referee did show him the yellow card and there were a lot of protestations from the Italians. Argentina were walking a tightrope and a warm night in Naples kept getting more heated. Donadoni's resulting free kick was headed out of the area by an Argentine defender and by the time it fell to Roberto Baggio's feet some 30 yards out, the final whistle for the half had gone. And a place in the final of the World Cup of 1990 is going to be decided from the spot. If anxiety had gnawed at the Italian fan for a large part of the evening, it was in overdrive now. To take Italy's first shot, up stepped Franco Baresi. He buries it to the left at Coicochea, dives to the right. 
Sirizuela, but Argentina hit it down the middle with some force and diving Walter Zenga managed to get his fingertips to it as he dived right. If he had stayed still, he may have actually saved it. Nonetheless, the score read 1-1. It was Roberto Baggio's turn to find a goalie's fingertips next. Goyakochea guessed correctly and dived to his right, but the ball went in off of his fingertips. 2-1 Italy. The veteran Burchaga then stepped up and scored the calmest penalty of the lot. Almost an action replay of Perez's shot. 2-2. For Italy, Di Agostini was up next. He seemed to charge in with his right foot and then took the penalty with his left, placing it perfectly and expertly out of reach of Goycochea, who had correctly dived to his right. 3-2. Italy. Olartikochea, a veteran of the 1986 final, showed nerves of steel when, just like Burchaga, he sent Zenga the wrong way and coolly slotted home. 3-3 It looked like an eternity before the next kick was taken. Roberto Donadoni, the number 17, took a long while to set the ball before he ran in to take his penalty. He tried to replicate what G. Agostini had done, faking the shot, taking it with his right foot, but he did not place it far enough to be beyond Goikajaya's reach. The goalie saved. Oh, and it looked a probability. Who would be in the shoes of Donadoni? Donadoni sunk to his knees after the penalty and then slumped forward, head in hands. Had the night finally deserted Italy? Amidst the anguish, the crowd held its breath as the next kick would be taken by the man who was a Neapolitan darling. But since his cheeky comment, stoking the north-south rivalry in Italy, saying for 364 days a year you are treated like dirt, and then they ask you to support them. Diego Maradona was of course referring to the north-south divide in the country, where usually cities like Milan are seen to be more advanced and posh, whereas the southerners are looked at as somebody who is neglected in the national conversation. But tonight, Naples had gone with the national sentiment. Although, till date, there are many who were there at the stadium who say that there were Italians who were backing Diego Maradona and Argentina that night. Naples's hero ran in to take a kick. That would be a dagger to their Azuri supporting hearts. A cool penalty that is gifted left foot, sharply rolled past a Walter Zenga who had dived the wrong way. Argentina led 4-3 and Aldo Serena had to take the last kick. 
Serena had come on as a substitute and he seemed nervous as he stepped up to take what would be a huge, huge penalty kick. That's Serena. Last score. Or oh, Italy are out of their World Cup. Kovacchia guessed right and dived to his left. Serena's kick almost squeezed through under him, but somehow did not go over the line as Gorkachia landed more or less right onto the ball. A hush set in on the ground. And Italy out! Argentina are in the final again! There is not to be a home victory. Gorkachia would call that moment his happiest memory of Italia 90. Me running around in a stadium that had fallen silent and hearing nothing but the shouts of my teammates. It was like saving a penalty for my childhood friend El Cordo Mario on a pitch in my hometown of Lima. That is what came to my mind, though the stakes were much, much higher in Italy. After that night at Naples, Argentina would go on to lose the World Cup final and meanwhile the Italian manager would lose his job soon after. But it was Maradona, the glue that held that night together for me as a young viewer, who would become the one to fall the hardest. Following a drug scandal and a failed dope test that found cocaine in his urine, he would leave Naples in 1991, less than a year since presenting his subjects a Gordian knot of a loyalty test, the once king of Naples would abandon his kingdom. But seeing the drama that night, the emotion on both sides, and not as much the technical aspects, but the human aspects of this game, drew me to both these teams, who I have followed since, and have always backed, whether it's the Continental Championships or the World Cup. The styles might sometimes be physical, they might not always play the most beautiful football, but there is something raw in terms of humanness when you see an Italian team or an Argentinian team in action. And that cup of emotions flowed right over to the brim that night in Naples. And thanks to those emotions, I would, for better or for worse, always hitch my wagon to both these teams. A Neapolitan Night was written and narrated by me, Tariq Yaskar. Soccer Sense Replay is produced by me and executive produced by Karan Naresh and Vishal Menon. Music for the episode was composed by Lee Rosefair and Pod Summit. Commentary clips from the BBC. You can subscribe to Soccer Sense on Audioboom on our channel at audioboom.com slash channel slash soccer-sense or on any of the podcasting platforms that you use. We'll bring you another episode of Soccer Sense Replay very soon. In the meantime, you can let us know on Twitter how you found this episode and if there are any games you would like featured on Soccer Sense Replay. You can be found on Twitter at Sense Soccer. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 